This is a production of Cornell University. For Cornell University's world-renowned turfgrass program, I'm Frank Rossi. And I'm Carl Scamenti, and this is Turf Talk for the last week of April 2018, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. Turf Talk provides just-in-time science-based recommendations for professional turfgrass managers in the Northeast U.S., And Frank, as you know, a lot of the just-in-time information revolves around the weather. Uh, It felt really warm last week. What did the data tell us about? Well, it warmed up for sure, Carl, but in the Northeast region from our Northeast Regional Climate Center, Artie Gaetano, the director of that center, about four to five degrees actually below normal. It's something funny about the perception thing. We talk about it all the time. We're still about two to three weeks behind in growing degree day accumulation, and while there's a warm-up ahead, we can expect that warm-up to lead to a surge. A warm-up, even though we're two or three weeks behind in growing degree days, we can catch up pretty quickly with the forecast looking like many parts of the Northeast well into the 80s. So that is, you know, an abrupt end to the brief spring uh, we just had. So Art was saying it's going to be warmer to the east of the Catskill Mountains and uh, warmer to the east of the Catskill Mountains and cooler to the west. Moisture, on the other hand, it was a little bit dry on less than a half an inch for most people, maximum at an inch, but it was a drying condition. I think a lot of people reported about some drying that occurred with ET between a half and three quarters of an inch as the sun rises uh, in the sky, Carl. And then finally, while it was warm to the east and cool to the west, it's going to be wet to the west and dry to the east. So... That's how it's setting up weather-wise. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we're, we're starting to get the surge of growth, and with that growth means pests. Uh, what should we expect from pest activity coming right, up? Right, and so the buzz has begun, and by the time this drops and we go live, the, the buzz will be afoot with the warming conditions that the annual bluegrass weevil is on the move. So obviously we're watching for the annual bluegrass weevil. Still a little bit early for crabgrass emergence, even in some of the bare areas, the warmer areas. Um, But many people are thinking about crabgrass. The winter annuals have started to surge finally after a while. They're starting to respond to the warm-up, especially in the bare areas. And as we approach 50 degrees Fahrenheit, we have to start thinking about our soil-borne pathogens, the take-all, the fairy ring, the summer patch. You know, what is our strategy for prevention? So we'll talk about that uh, in the keys to success. But it looks like uh, insects, ABWs are going, not not yet for crabgrass, creeping up on the temperatures where we start to worry about soil-borne pathogens, and the winter annuals are getting going. So it sounds like a lot of things are going to start to come at us. Like you mentioned, keys to success. What should we be doing the next week or so to watch out for these pests? Well, and that's exactly it. Watch out is right. The keys to this now are to scout. Look for where you've had a history of these problems. Look for where you might even start to see symptoms. Look at phenological indicators. Where's the forsythias at? Where are the pears at? Uh, Pay attention to soil temperature if you've monitored that in the past. And of course, the degree day formulas. Now that we're getting some mowing underway for those professional turf grass managers using growth regulators, monitoring their growing degree days, don't just start getting on the every two week thing. Pay attention to the degree day. So one of the keys I think to success is really scouting and looking at these things. Now, 
temperature is going to drive pre-emergent activity, right? If the if we start to get warm temperatures, the crabgrass could get going. You need a few days, Randy Prostek at the University of Massachusetts tells us, to get that pre-emergent activated, right? So you want to make sure you're going to get that down. Now, the other part of the 50-degree mark with the uh, soil-borne pathogens is now you have to prepare for what you're going to do. Are you going to use an acidifying fertilizer to try to change the pH? Are you going to put on some manganese? sulfate as that's found to provide some relief. Maybe you're going to cultivate to try to relieve a little bit of that compaction. John Inguijado at Connecticut talked about that, that, that relieving the compaction at the right time can be helpful. Um, and then, of course, there are the fungicide drenches that occur at this time, the high-rate fungicide drenches for fairy ring, take-all patch, and summer patch. So we're scouting we're looking at Greencast, we're looking at Twitter, we're taking the soap material, we're going out there checking for adults in ABW, we are monitoring soil temperature to determine root pathogen activity and also looking out for the pre-emergent herbicide window that you get. And one more note, Carl, because it came up quite a bit this week in our shortcut conversation. And that is the general concern we have about the application of products in urban environments where there's lots of paved surfaces. We had our fair share of pictures and horror stories about the amount of granular material and misapplication that's occurring. We really, as an industry, have to uh, sort of clean that up um, moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and even one more point for your scouting, Frank. Uh, we would recommend pictures. And pictures is a really easy thing. People may not think of it as scouting. Take a picture once a week, two times a week, uh, and just go through, create a timeline for yourself. That's a great way, an easy way to, to do some scouting work. Yeah, and, and just since you brought it up, I, I agree, and we talk about big data and using data in the management of turf. Taking pictures is data, mm -hmm. and if you have a, you know, know where you took it, and you know when you took it, and you have a few years or a few months from the same area, you can see how something evolves, and you know. The only way data is going to work, as you and I are studying and learning and working with people, is if we make it relatively easy. And the data that we collect, if you're going to crack a sweat to get the data, it's got to be meaningful. That's fundamentally what the scout, the basis of the scouting is. But we're not to our sage advice yet. Yeah. So as a little segment, we want to introduce some, maybe some sage advice from Dr. Rossi. <laughs> to wrap it up for today, maybe you can give us an underlying theme we should kind of abide by for the Yeah, next. very good. So it, it'll be my sage advice this week. We <laughs> didn't have a guest with us on the conference call. And I heard a... Uh, I got a line from a golf course superintendent in Chicago at the Indian Hills Club, the home of the story of Caddyshack. I was traveling out in the Midwest uh, this past week, and he said to me, he never had a bad season start with a dry spring. Mm -hmm. Never had a bad season start with a dry spring. And so while the warm-up's coming and maybe some rain's coming, be mindful that this is a good time to strategically use some stress because the grass can take a lot now. Mm -hmm. And the more you set it up and stretch it a little bit, when it can really spread its wings, so to speak, and stretch it and take that, you know, roots are pushing down. Now, if you already got weak turf, and we've seen our fair share recently where it's not rooting as well as we'd like, you're going to have to be more careful with how you push it early because those plants need to get healthy before they go in. But either way, that underlying theme of never had a bad season start with a dry spring is the way of saying your turf can take some stress right now. Pay attention to these important things we've talked about, and it's likely to work out pretty well. Well, thank you, Frank, for the sage advice, and thank you all for listening to the third episode of our 2018 Turf Talk podcast series. 
brought to you just in time by Cornell University in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. You can find your land-grant scientists on the Cornell Turfgrass program at turf.cows.cornell.edu and on Twitter and Facebook at Cornell Turfgrass. We'd love your feedback and encourage you to join the conversation. Listen and subscribe to the podcast at Google Play, Stitchers, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And if listening through iTunes, please leave us a review. For Turf Talk, I'm Carl Scamenti. And I'm Frank Rossi. Have a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University. On the web at cornell.edu.